0: Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. It's just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours? And if the colonists have found that ship, then there's no telling how many of them have been exposed. Do you understand?
1: I ain't much for begging. Nobody ever gave me
2: nothing. So I say, fuck that thing. Let's fight it.
0: Hi, everybody. You're listening to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. This is episode 78, and uh, today we are delving into Alien Resurrection for one of the first times on this podcast that I can remember, at least, really since I've been here. Um, We've been really looking forward to this for a long time because it's a film that we all have very different relationships with um, for very different reasons, and we feel like there's kind of a lot to talk about. And we've been focusing on Alien 3 now for like six months. We've been doing this whole in defense of Alien 3 series, and uh, in our previous episode, 77, um, was sort of a capstone to that. And um, we'll, we'll kind of touch on Alien 3 a little more, you know, going forward from time to time. That series isn't over yet. But we thought it was a good time to transition into uh, some new material and talking about resurrection. And so tonight we've got a great uh, roundup here. We've got co-hosts, uh, we got, we got Ryan on the call. What up? Uh, our uh, regular guest, frequent guest, special guest, uh, Clara Feifei. And Hi. Dave Gogol. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I'm Patrick Green. Jamie is uh, locked in a closet tonight. He is unable to join us. <laughs> the closet is uh, is actually called uh, work. So he's, he's unfortunately unable to work to, to do this tonight. But, uh, but he gave us his blessing. Sure, that's so... right. Jamie has a very complicated history with resurrection, which he cannot wait to talk about. So, uh, you know, we'll get into that soon. But tonight, the point of this episode is to kind of kick that little mini series off by sharing some personal reflections on the film, uh, talking about some things that we like, some things that we don't like. And uh, before we get into that, Mm -hmm. I I just wanted to share a little bit of breaking news with all of you that Mm -hmm. um, you may not know about yet. But I officially, as of like an hour ago, became the number one in the world at Alien Trivia on Quizly. so uh, nice. <laughs> I gotta say Woo! this is an open invitation. Anybody wants to take me down. you know, the dynasty <laughs> can fall. Um, I've been playing it for it a day and a half
1: be too easy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, no it's actually Just really kidding. fun there's some good questions in there actually. there's some stuff that I didn't uh that I had to really think about. I've I've I basically like I, I took it, you know, about 25 times and then I kind of started running out of new questions. And then by that point, it just became a matter of just sort of like reacting really quickly. So then I've been like, you know, as I've been walking around, just sort of retaking it over and over again, so that I can just get to number one. But it feels good. The view from the top is pretty. Uh, it's pretty good. Gotta tell you, nice. <laughs> yeah. But I noticed um, that I was having a hard time with resurrection trivia because I have like you know issues with forgetting characters' names and things, and it was making me think that um, it's a good idea that we were prepping for this episode tonight. So anyway, so uh, without further ado, I want to go to Ryan. What are your thoughts on resurrection? Oh, What's your relationship? With you?
1: Come on now, give me the ball.
3: um Alien Resurrection well uh it was the first movie I first alien movie I saw in the theaters um so it was uh I was really looking forward to it um I had a f- old friend at the time who kind of introduced me to the alien series um so I saw aliens uh Alien and Alien 3 before you know going to see Resurrection um and obviously, love the first two, and still do. Um, three was one that wasn't sure about, but it's grown on me over the years. Um, Resurrection was pretty much uh, just bad, and got worse as time went on. <laughs> For me, it was just uh, one of those movies that. Um, I mean, I, I think pr- I probably when I first saw it. Um, I think I got still got some enjoyment out of it, but I knew it wasn't a very good film um and then uh just the like watching it again and just uh, you know with everything that went on i just i yeah i just- re- realized I really didn't like that the movie and I thought it was just a kind of an unnecessary unnecessary film like they didn't they didn't need to continue it at least in in that way um you know by. Bring it back Ripley as like a clone. I just, um, I thought, yeah, I, it, it just seemed like they were trying to kind of milk the franchise a little bit. Even the, you know, Walter Hill, David Geiler didn't, weren't big on it. Um, you know, it was just, uh, just one of those films that, um, it had a, some problems in production and not as obviously on the same level as Alien 3, but there were some some stuff uh in you know, production that caused some issues but it was just really uh i i just thought it was a, a poorly executed film um with some with one scene that might be one of my it is one of my favorite scenes in the franchise yeah. um, but uh <laughs> and it was actually the one um that Sigourney Weaver she loved she that scene was the one that got her to sign on for the film and i was like but did you read the rest of the script but um you yeah, that's that's beside the point <laughs> um so yeah so that's kind of <coughs> kind of my initial thoughts on it and how it's kind of you know lingered with me there's some things in there that um like with the newborn that i was i thought the idea of the newborn was really Really cool, really interesting. I just didn't think it was executed very well, um, and I. But you know, I I thought uh, you know Sigourney Weaver was was great as always, and um, so there was some things I I did like about it, but it's still I overall I don't have a I don't have a very high opinion of it. So, so did, did you yeah. say
0: when you saw it? So when you saw it in theaters the first time, did you initially <laughs> have a bad feeling about it? Like you walked out not um,
3: liking him? I think I walked out sort of um, ambivalent. Like I, I was like, well, I was kind of cool. This was an alien movie. Um, right. And it was like, you know, it was kind of neat scene. You know, rip, Ripley back. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a Michael Wincott fan. So even though he was killed off pretty early on, I thought – you know, I always enjoy seeing him in films. Yeah, um, he has a great voice and... too.
0: Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If I could talk uh, like that, that's the only thing I'd do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Welcome so, to, um... to organism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. So, so, so you it's... walked out, and you weren't quite sure how to feel about it, but but over time, it's sort of gone downhill <laughs> for you.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So Clara, I know you have a different angle on this, um, but can you give us what's your what's your history with resurrection? What's inside me?
2: Hey Amen. I don't want one of those things birthing anywhere near my It's a bad risk. What's inside me?
3: Look, we can't just leave him here.
2: I thought you came here to stop him from spreading. What's inside me? There's
3: gotta be a process. Can you stop it? I got no time for that.
2: We can't do it here. The lab is out of order. What's inside me? I could them. Back
0: of the head. Painless might be the best way
1: what's inside me no there's got to be another way what if we freeze him what's in fucking side me the parasite! oh now um well uh i've mentioned in my first podcast with you guys is that resurrection was my first alien movie in a cinema and uh i was 15 at the time so i guess uh it was mature audiences only in Australia that could watch this film and, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, but, you know, being 15 at the time, I think that my expectations weren't that, weren't that high. I hadn't been exposed to much science fiction and I'm, I'm not using this as an excuse for resurrection, but I'm just letting you know, it kind of put me into the mind of nostalgia to kind of look back on it now. I don't yes, fault the yes. film too, for the way it came out. Yeah. And um, I was quite obsessed with it but they didn't know much about it so recently i've, I've re-watched it again in a manner of different edits and i've also uh, read a couple of the script changes and even mm-hmm. had a look at the concept art and it's it's a film that was really i don't know but they meticulously planned it on every single level they even pre-empted each shot by using miniatures and then and even uh, everyone got what they wanted out of this film, you know. so Sigourney Weaver got what she wanted to put into an alien film finally. Uh, you know, John Pierre Genet got to uh, make the film in in the sort of sci-fi manner that uh, that a French director would do. They got uh, one of the best, you know, uh, concept artists for the the costumes, and they got you know really amazing actors.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: but that whole yeah, combination... it's is amazing, yeah. Looking back on it now, like if I put it to the sort of judgment as to other sci-fis which are made in, in the same sort of manner, so let's compare uh, the fifth element. A lot of the characters in Alien Resurrection are yelling, and they seem like they're yelling for no particular reason. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> true. That's, yeah. when, you watch, when you watch the fifth element, all the characters are yelling but you can kind of understand why the situation Mm -hmm. that they're in is just balls to the wall crazy absolutely effed up Mm -hmm. but when you put it into alien resurrection it just doesn't make any sense it seems like everyone is trying to outact each other (laughs) so even though every single part of this movie has been lovingly put together has been meticulously planned it could not save the movie i love it i love this movie i love the characters but that combination just didn't work and it's amazing that such micromanagement under that sort of level even by Fox and mm-hmm. all of the changes they made it, it just didn't end up being a good alien movie and it's I, I think that's that, that just goes to show that it really needs to be an effort of uh, a, a combined effort of, of a bunch of ideas from different people and not one person having too much control. The mm-hmm. Gorny Weaver much control. jean Pierre Janae had too much control, and Fox had too much control. It's a, a, a third of control each from all of those entities created Resurrection. That's how we ended up with it. I love the movie. It was a fun movie, but in the vein of uh, the Alien universe, it's it's the odd one out. Mm-hmm. It's comedic entry. No one could take it seriously, even even though uh, the creature design was really amazing. For its time like if you have a look at newborn all of the behind the scenes stuff uh and sort of things that they did to come up with all the practical effects and, and stuff like that it just yeah it just didn't even work yeah which is sad it, it's an it could be an amazing movie but it's just sad the way it turned out you know what's funny <laughs> is that if, i
0: feel like for most films having a cohesive creative vision is a good thing but you're totally right. In 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 the Alien franchise, the most divisive movies are the ones that are like the, the ones that don't necessarily, um, you know, go over well within fandom and with you know, in terms of critical acclaim, are usually the ones that are really adhering to one or two creative visions. You know, mm-hmm. like in the previous episode of uh, where we talked about the the Guyler Hill script for Alien Three, you know, we 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 did a quick rundown of, like, how many creative personnel were involved with different iterations of it and how much of their ideas had come through. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, that sort of power balance that Clara was talking about was divided between, like, 79 trillion people. Like, there are so many people involved in that movie <laughs> and all these different states of, you know, various terminations and hirings and, you know, de- uh, de- and like degenerative muscle disorders. Like, there are so many layers of complication to that. And what came out of that is this, like, incredibly interesting, chaotic film that somehow has a cohesive vision behind it, but it came out mm-hmm. of this very polyglot context. And Resurrection, yeah, you're right. It, it was a much less chaotic environment, and we'll talk about that in um, upcoming episodes within the within this series. But it mm-hmm. came about, um, and it, and you're right, it feels like a Jean-Pierre Jeunet space movie that Joss Whedon wrote, and <laughs> for some reason, it doesn't it doesn't work very well. Um, mm mm-hmm. And and I think you see the same thing with Prometheus and Covenant. Although we all know how I feel about Covenant, but I feel like <laughs> those movies part of what is so divisive about them is that they're really about Ridley Scott's vision. And if you don't, if you're not on board with that vision, or you're not open to it, it can be yeah. very abrasive for some people. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Alien, you know, was really Dan O'Bannon's story, and then it was you know, uh, and then worked on by his collaborators, you know, and then. Giger came in with the design, and then Ridley really Scott came in kind of towards the end, and then kind of changed things around, and then you know, and and, and it became this uh, you know big cauldron of of various ideas that came up with something really cohesive. And um, it's interesting. You, you look at Alien, uh, and and sometimes the ones that are the most straightforward actually don't go as well as they could. Um, Dave, I don't know very much about your personal relationship with Resurrection, and I am very curious about it.
2: Um, it was, I saw it in the theater as well, I think I was the second one that saw in the theater after Alien Res- Resurrection. Actually, before I start, funny anecdote, after I saw Alien 3 in the theater with my old man, it was either after the first or second time we saw it, he goes to me, he goes, What are you gonna do next one? Bring her back with her DNA? And long <laughs> hold, I'm not shitting you at all!
0: We what kind of idiot would Resur- do
2: that?! Yeah. yeah. So we see the previous resurrection, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think of that Did movie, that's my movie? first my first is My goddamn dad thought of it. Yeah, he's a
0: prophet. He's a fucking Son prophet. Son
2: of a bitch. <laughs> but anyway, um I remember seeing the theater and um you know, I liked it. I, mean, I, was, I think I wasn't young, but I was like I think early um I was like 20, 21. I was so excited to see the movie. I the newborn, I didn't like from the beginning, but at first draw, you know, and I liked it. I thought Ripley 8 was a cool character. It was a cool idea. It was my first introduction, and I became a Ron Perlman fan because of that movie. I'm like, this John is pretty cool. I mean, there was some ill-timed uh, one-liners, but that was due to um, Mr. Pop himself, Josh Whedon, who has a one-liner he never turned down. And uh <laughs> But I liked it, despite the the, the uh, parts I didn't like, the alien roaring I didn't like, and there's just some, like Clara was just saying, there was just some overacting and just some, you know, but I enjoyed it. As time has gone on, you know, it's a little tough for me to enjoy, I guess, because I've become a little bit more of a, you know, uh, paid attention to certain things, like the... Like I was trying, I rewatched it uh, a couple months ago, or like I don't know last month, and it was it was tough to sit through. Like there were some parts <laughs> that, like when it worked, it worked, but other times it was just, you know, it just didn't do it for me. I don't. I, I guess not to go off topic. I guess kind of like the the first AVP movie where I went from you know, really going through a strong hate. Now I kind of, I'm kind of more aware of what it is. I don't hate it as much, but it's, it just overall. It just doesn't, you know. I don't connect to it, though. It does have one of my all-time favorite uh, lines when um, the uh, the whatever's name whatever, so it's a movie. I'm so bad at the character's name. When uh, Elgin is asked uh, if he drinks, and Elgin goes constantly. I say that all the time.
0: <laughs> and you gotta do it in the voice. Do it in the voice. Do it in the voice. Constantly.
3: Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Maybe. Perfect organism podcast. <laughs> he must have friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, often, say, how often would you say you find yourself- Swear to me. Swear to me.
0: <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. All right. This is getting way out of control. All right. Everybody, shut up. Dave, yeah. how often would you say you how often would you say you personally think about Let's not stand
3: on ceremony now. <laughs> Mr. Wayne <laughs> <laughs> So, so sorry, total tangent. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. How often would you it's,
0: it's literally my fault that I'm the one telling the bit. <laughs> how often would you say you think about resurrection on like a daily because I know you you're an enormous alien fan. You care a lot about the history, you're doing your whole supporting characters mini series now like you, you alien is on your mind a lot. How often is resurrection in your mind?
2: I mean, I don't want to lie. To you. The movies, all the movies are constantly in my brain. I'm always thinking of some line or some character. It's, it's not as much of the others. Um, like I said, there's a couple lines, um, from the movie, which will stick in my head in a couple of scenes, but not as much of the others. Um, I don't just cause of due to the stuff that interests me now or, um, where I am. It's, I don't hate the movie, but it's just, it's just there. It's just kind of there.
0: Interesting. So I, How about I'll give you Patrick? my, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you my little history with it. So I was, Like, looking back on my life, all 32 years of it, um, there's, like, I feel like there are these specific points in time that really stand out. For some reason for me, 1997 is, like, just this year that I just, like, remember, like, everything from. Like, all, like, the cards that I, like, came out in, like, 97. Like, a lot of the movies that I really associated. And it's something about, like, this sort of prepubescent time where, like, I didn't have any friends because I was, like, an awkward preteen and i was like really into like my like my like obsessions you know mm-hmm. and and my main obsession was and has always been alien so like the the idea that like a resur- that there was a new movie coming out was like so incredibly cool because i had just missed alien 3 when i was getting into it like i got into alien basically in 1992 when i was 7 um, and mm. you know, nobody's gonna take a seven-year-old to see Alien 3 in the theaters. So like, so, but you know, when this came out, I was like a teenager, you know, I still had to sneak in. I got tickets to something else and then I snuck into Resurrection and I'll never nice. forget I saw it at the old Saybrook cinema, which has been closed down for about 700 years now. And, uh, and I went alone and I remember, and my mom dropped me off and I was like so excited about this movie and I was just completely in love with it. The first time I saw it, mm. I just was so happy to, and you know what? To be totally honest, this sort of mirrors my experience with Covenant, I think, in some ways. And I'm okay admitting that. The chance to have an alien film, to me, in theaters is, like, a really special thing. And I think that yep. it is hard for me to divorce myself from that when I'm trying to be objective about it. Like, to, to me, the idea that I would go see Xenomorphs on a screen in person was just was so exciting that even if the movie... Exactly. Even if it had been terrible, I probably still would have enjoyed it. That being said, I don't think it's a terrible (laughs) movie. I think it's just an extremely idiosyncratic and strange, weird movie. Is idiosyncratic mm-hmm. one of the words I'm saying? to We were talking about these like we gotta have like, like
3: ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah,
0: we have like a, a bingo game yeah. of when Jamie and I say certain words too much. I think yeah, idiosyncratic and transcendent are my two my two words. So, yeah. so anybody, there's to this, the word of the day. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> have a shot every time I say idiosyncratic. Yeah, I was very just going to say, you. maybe we should just start a drinking game for <laughs> Yeah. Day. So, so I, I, really, I, I really attached myself to it, you know, early I saw it in theaters basically as many times as I possibly could with my allowance, you know.
2: Yeah, you saw it three or four times in theater? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I, I saw it yeah. a lot. And um, and the more I saw it, the more I loved it. I, I remember specifically buying the CD to it and listening to John Frizzell's music, which I think has held up really well. Um, we're actually yeah. going to get him on the show. I sent him an email. The other day, it's a really good soundtrack, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and I and that was one, you know when I got my first car. Uh, that was what I was you know listening to when it was when the car wasn't exploding. That was what I was listening to you know. <laughs> um, I was just driving around late at night and listening to the Ripley Eight theme and, and being really emotional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for some reason. Um, when I went to like college i that 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 is the alien film that I completely just forgot about i, I mean I, I just mm-hmm. had no relationship with it and i don't really i don 't really know why I just I kind of left it behind with my childhood mm-hmm. and um, Just a few months ago uh, it, it, so like in the intervening years obviously i 've talked about resurrection with people and it 's come up you know and, and i've i 've always just talked about it as a part of my childhood i never talked about it as a real film like i 've never had any kind of objective opinion about it. Um, right. And it's, it's okay because when, every time it comes up, we all kind of like laugh about it and it kind of moves up, moves on, You know, which is part of why we're doing this miniseries in the first place is to have like a longer form conversation about the film. Um, so a few months ago, my wife, who is a very big Alien fan... Was like, you know, we've never watched Resurrection together, and I, uh, and well, she, well, she had never even seen it. And I, I reminded her that, uh, actually, I did show it to her when we were first dating, and, Micah, you're going to listen to this episode, and I was right about that, but that's okay. <laughs> but we did, we did watch it a long time ago, and it was very forget- so you know, forgettable. So <laughs> romantic. <was> very romantic. <laughs> that's actually why she married me, was because I showed her Resurrection, and she was pretty into it. Um yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so 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 we watched it wand. again. <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue is so amazing. So uh so so anyway, we watched it again about a month ago and I was like in this incredible state of not having any fucking idea how I felt about it because <laughs> there is such deep abiding love for it because it's so wrapped up in this very pivotal for some reason year in my childhood. Um, and, mm-hmm. it, and it, and it, it, there's like a direct conduit, you know, to that for me, it's like goes right into my veins. It's like, I watched it and I'm brought back to this very magical time, but I am also a little bit older and a little bit wiser now. And, and I'm able to see the things in it that are really shitty. And, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a strange, it's a strange dichotomy to have these two totally different opinions about something as you're watching it at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so anyway, I, I want to go, I want to go around in a circle and, uh, we'll start with Ryan. Yeah. Give uh what what's what's one thing about it that you like let's do this rapid fire everybody go around
3: i mean this the scene always sticks out to me is the clone room scene um and it's every i mean it's one of the most well executed scenes i think in the franchise um and it's uh i mean like you you said Frizzell's music um the direction weaver's acting in that scene was like like Oscar-worthy, it was just um, everything about it was it was gripping. I remember when I saw it in the theater, just like I I was suddenly like so engrossed um into you know a film that like i had said you know was kind of having ambivalent feelings, but that scene, especially when she confronts Number Seven, who that's just kind of grotesque. It's still like yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Is still alive you know um ripley eights she starts tearing up um you know and it was just there was just such a powerful moment um in that film and uh you know it's um it's just unfortunate it was sandwiched in such garbage but you know it's, uh, it's, still, <laughs> it's still, um it was still yeah just a really brilliant scene um well well written well executed well acted um and yeah i mean that's that's whenever i watch it that you know the film it's the scene i always look forward to the most um
0: that is a haunting scene.
3: it is yeah very haunting and uh yeah so yeah that's kind of one of my favorite scenes from it or the favorite scene
1: Oh, sorry, it's my turn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, it's really hard for me because this movie actually has a lot of um, my favourite scenes in the franchise. Like, it's got my favourite death, which is Purvis's death. He, yeah. uh, he's kind of like, when he's discovered, he's wandering around. He doesn't know what's going on. He kind of puts his fate into other people's hands. But when he's confronted with... Uh, um, Ren, and what he's done, and he realizes what's happening, you know, it, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of that, um, that speech in Alien 3, which is like, you know, are you gonna go down begging on your knees, or are you gonna fight? Mm. And so chose to fight, thing! even with...
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's right. And and it, it was an awesome, awesome death. I thought that was really cool. It might have been yourself. So I badass. just stood up in the theater... Yeah. Was. Uh, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is such a so, great uh, death scene.
1: I really loved that part. But but if we're talking a bit about something a bit more serious, I would say Paul uh, and Ripley in the chapel, and they're talking about you know, mm. you know their humanity and why why does Paul care about humans still? You know why. Ripley no longer does, and at that point, um, there's just this, like, really great dialogue between the two characters, I, I feel like, the connection between them all, um,
0: and I really love
1: the part where, uh, Paul connects into the Auriga, and, um, uh, what is it, um, Ren's trying to control father, and Paul goes, father's dead asshole, yeah, I really love that part too. Yeah, that so. was great. <laughs> <laughs> a great line. He's
0: a great line. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what do you got? What's something you like
2: about? It? Um, real quick, just to go off what uh, Ryan said. I'm not the type of person to notice like sound mixing and all of this shit. But I remember seeing it in Resurrection in the theater, and right when she's ready to kill another clone, when the the flamethrower goes on, there's nothing but silence. You just hear the psh, or the flamethrower, just the way it was. Like, with the surround sound, at the time, that age, I was like, whoa, that was awesome!
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: just stood out, really made the scene even better. For um, what I liked, this won't come as a surprise to those who, uh, know what I've enjoyed in the Alien series, I thought genre was great. I thought it was just a good anti-hero, badass type. Um, he had a lot of good lines, just a, you know, a cool character.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he was always one of my, uh, became one of my favorites in the series. Would have been cool to see a little a little more of him. And um, I also liked when the, when the aliens, when they kill each other to free themselves because I was yeah. big into comics at the time. And I was like, whoa. And I remember even a friend of mine going, I knew they were going to do something for the comics. I knew it. And <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool seeing the Xenos kill each other to sacrifice themselves to, uh, to let themselves go. I thought that was a nice little little touch to remind me of the comic books. So those yeah. two things I really liked.
0: That was, that was super cool. And, uh, and, and in that same scene, you know, Gediman is played by Brad Dourif, who's, like, such a great horror character actor. I, I know, Dave, you and I are a for horror movies. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, like, such a classic <laughs> part of so many films. Yes. Seeing him in that situation, yeah. he's, like, like the only person spooky enough to, like, pull that part off, you know? Yes, it was, um, he was yeah. great. I gotta say, something that I've always really appreciated about it is I feel like it is just this, I mean, this incredible testament to ADI's technical ability. Because this was a movie that they had control of, basically from the ground up, and and you can go back and listen to the interview Jamie had with with Alec and Tom on this. Um, I use I use their first names like I know them, but I've literally never met them before. But we'll say we'll say A and T, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. but they talk about how this movie they 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 really were able to do everything that they wanted to do. They had like you know the budget and they had the time. And how um, in in years since people have criticized some of their design choices, like for example the 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 fact that the Xenos look more, um, you know, they have sort of the rounded dome and the different coloration and the different in the silver teeth and things, you know, which was obviously because they were being clonally experimented on with with human DNA and things, but but people don't pick up on that, or you know, the newborn, which I totally agree looks ridiculous in the film. I mean, th- there are elements of pathos in it that I can appreciate, but I think it looks a little ridiculous. But if you look at, like, the actual, <laughs> the concept stuff that they did, it's, like, really elegant and really scary, and it has, like, the combined external genitalia of, like, the male and female, and there's all this weird shit going yeah. on with these very long legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they got rid of some of that in um, in the filming um, for various reasons, which we'll get into in another episode. But, um, anyway, but the, all, that, all that aside, I just think that the practical effects work is just amazing. Like the fact that we get to see a, a fully created ADI queen um, that's yeah. like completely, I mean, the puppetry is just insane on that thing. Mm-hmm. It's shot from very close up. Because in Aliens, you know, like there's the sense that the queen couldn't really kind of function physically because of the way it's, it's, just, it's very clearly mm-hmm. being helped by a lot of puppet, you know, puppeteers. Um, and right. This one, it, it really looks like a living organism, you know, like a lot of stuff had happened in the 11 intervening years between the films. Um, yeah. And uh, and also, yeah, like Dave, like what you're talking about when, when they break out, of, when the Xenos break out of their cell. I mean, that is a really fraught scene. That's a really intense moment. And it's very believable. And a lot of that has to do um, you know, with I think the fact that Tom Woodruff Jr. had played the alien so many times at that point that he was able to really bring out that character in a really believable way um, in a suit that he and his team and Alec uh, Gillis had, had designed from the ground up. Um, I think, you know, the Hive is really beautifully designed, uh, and I, I also think that, the, that there's a, a really good synthesis between practical effects and CGI. And I'm not going to go on a long tangent here, but um, I, I am continuously struck by this feeling that CGI looks worse now than it used to. And mm-hmm. I think it has, I, I have like a, about a trillion theories for this that I won't get into, but I think part of it is that because we have gotten so good at it, and because we've gotten so used to it, and because we've seen so many of the cost benefits to using CG instead of practical on location stuff. I think mm-hmm. we've inundated the frame with, with CGI and we've forgotten about how in the 90s when, when it was a much more primitive technology that cost a lot more money, it was really sparing and it was used as a way to bridge the, the real and the unreal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I still, I still am completely honest when I say Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park, to me is the most believable CG I've ever seen in my life. And I think it's because mm-hmm. it was almost entirely practical effects and then occasionally CG augmentation or, or you know, in certain yeah. scenes that were in motion, the computer would take over. And in Resurrection, I feel like it's a great example of that because it, it is this incredibly masterful display of what amalgamated dynamics could do with practical effects. But for some sequences, like, for example, the underwater scenes, they couldn't do that, so they had to augment it with CG. And considering this came out 21 years ago, Jesus Christ, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> years ago, um, it looks good. I mean, it's not perfect, but it yeah, looks it hold- good. You know? It holds up decently well. It does, and and I just I just feel like you know I, like when I saw Jurassic World, for example, I was just the whole time like shaking my head like God, this just looks like a, it looks like so cartoonish to me. Um, anyway, that's a subject for another time. But but my whole point of this whole thing was something that I really appreciated about it is the practical effects. Um, let's go around again now. with Ryan, I'm I'm curious, what, what's what's one thing you think does not work about the movie?
3: Oh man, just one thing. Um... Yeah, just just, just just one thing. <laughs> well, um, I thought the the comical aspect of it was just just didn't work. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know Joss Whedon at the time. I didn't know, uh, you know, um, I wasn't really familiar with like Buffy or, um, I forgot what other big show he did back back in the day. But uh he um I just felt like you know, looking back on it now, the script was just so shoddy and like um just filled with just like this kind of silly, campy humor. Um, I thought I I just felt like the movie would have worked so much better if it was a lot more serious um and actually, and Clara was actually talking about a a fan edit that kind of makes it makes the film more serious, takes out some of that that comedy aspect, but I just thought it was uh I just didn't think it worked at all in in resurrection um and yeah, so it was that was just you know one thing that kind of stuck out to me is just um just really poorly done, so
0: yeah, yeah, Clara, what do you got? Uh, well, quite a few things. <laughs> I, I love how we're all starting this section off with like, where do I start? <laughs> Just, Just one? I I, I'm literally, in I my head right now, I'm thinking one, I'm narrowing down, like, the ten things that I want to talk about to one thing. <laughs> so, I, I can relate. Yeah.
1: Um, if I had to choose one, I would say uh, when Christy is on the ladder and the xenomorph is holding onto his shoe and mm. I don't at that point, I can't understand why the xenomorph—he just doesn't kick it off his shoe. It's—it's uh, it's clearer in the book that the the xenomorph has a vice grip on him, and that mm. you know he's been down, and that's why he—you know—he cuts his um support belt off to save veress But it doesn't—it doesn't come across clearly in the film, and to me, it seems like a really stupid moment. Like it could have completely gone without it.
3: Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I would have run the yeah. Zinobor,
1: take him out, and all yeah. the acid burned right through to his brain, and then he fell, and and I don't know something like that, but yeah, it just didn't work for me. It's just <laughs> awkwardly acted too, because he acts yeah. kind of like tired,
0: right? Yeah, I'm I, I, I'm sort of like it, it just it's very anticlimactic for for all of like the the energy that that could moment could have had, because like the way it's set up is really dramatic, right? Because you have Arrest, who's like this paraplegic. You know holding this guy up and he's like his face is burning off and like you know there's a fucking xenomorph on his foot and it's just like it's sort of like well I guess I'm done with this movie yeah. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't um he yeah. wasn't one <laughs> of the
2: stronger actors in the movie no but, yeah. but a, very, a very cool you got more <laughs> them things doctor oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm really appreciating, I, I, as you can probably tell, I have like a, a pretty bad cold right now, so every time I laugh, I sound like like a 70-year-old smoker. So I'm just <laughs> just trying, trying to use
3: that. You, so, you oh, sound oh, kind of and... like Michael Winbott. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
3: gradually getting to Michael Wynne. Can yeah, I add
1: another thing that I didn't like? Oh, yeah, I also didn't like um, DeStefano, when he finds out that Cole is an Auton, o- that party was like, Oh my god, she's an Auton! I remember those! Oh my god. I was like, what the fuck? I just wanted to slap him. I was like, oh, this is terrible. No, no.
0: I I just want to point out Clara's expertise here because she's right. Uh, So Call is an Auton, not a Hyperdyne system android like Bishop. So that's, uh, you know...
1: Made
3: made by Walmart, apparently. (laughs) Made by Walmart. (laughs)
1: Sorry, guys. Technically, Ash was a Hyperdyne system, Bishop was made by Waylon Yutani and, yeah, Cole is an auton, so... <laughs>
3: no,
1: I know, I know,
2: I know. That was good. Take a bow, take a bow.
3: Yeah, that's true. She was thank made you. by other synthetics, right? I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Auton me yeah. from other autones.
0: Alright, two <laughs> go, thank you. <laughs> uh, where do we leave off? Dave, what, what's something that you don't like about the film? Um.
2: I didn't like like I know they were clones, but the xenomorphs were roaring, nah, 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 no bra, nah bra, nah, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. This isn't Jurassic Park. This isn't no, no.
0: <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of Jaws. The Re- uh, so yeah, I, I know, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if you guys are draw. I'm a fucking Jaws obsessive, and oh, Jaws God. the Revenge. Like in each of the films, there's like there's like a moment where Jaws makes a noise, and it's always like it's always like kind of, like, he might have been expelling air, like, I don't know. Yeah. But in draws the Revenge, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so stupid! I'm like, he's a fucking yeah, like, shark! What? Like,
2: what, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> and, um, here. Yeah, and when, um, going, I, this movie. like, come on. Uh, oh, it took a little, man. little, little out of some of the cool work to do with it. I also didn't like when, um, Vries, or whoever pronounced the name, the, the guy in the chair, when he was, when they were above him, and he shoots them, and then the acid goes on him, and he just kind of like flicks it off his ear. I'm like, what? No, that acid <laughs> goes on your ear. I don't care if it's from a clone. You don't have an ear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't care if it's diluted. I know. Like, like,
0: how many things are wrong with him? It hits like, his I,
2: ear, and he's just like, ah, like what? No, you didn't just flick off a fly. He just like, got does acid. Does he have
0: no sensor? Because I know his legs are numb, obviously, because like a knife falls on them. But like, but he also like doesn't care about the ear thing, and he he also is just like a very uh, sort of interesting-looking actor, and I'm just like, "What is up with that dude?" <laughs> like, I I've never, I never <laughs> understood that. I've never like. And it's and like the ass. So like, you just should have had your ear just
2: had been burnt off, and worse. It's like you don't. Like, uh, yeah, that, those two things, Um, you know, annoyed me, and of yeah. course, like what Ryan said with the, um, the one-liners. Um, those were two kind of the the newborn. Of course, is the big one. As obviously, as a huge fan of the creatures. I got got to that. I was just like, uh, even when (laughs) I used to rewatch, I always, I tend to rewatch the, you know, all the movies every year once or twice. And even, uh, before I got like really hardcore into the, into the, you know, more in depth with the series, I'd watch resurrection. I'd get to the part when the newborn and I just fast forward. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like
2: when, when it Um. dies, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not a bad, um, you know, seeing scene with uh, the newborn in Ripley. But I'm like, no. No. It's like yeah. when I rewatch and when I get to them running together with Batman and Robin, I'm like, I'm going to skip this a little bit. All right, <laughs> right. right. Oh, you,
0: you mean when she's running with the Predator? <laughs> oh, God. I know. Oh, oh, my god. Man. oh my god. But the good thing is that that occurs close to the scene where the queen alien is running through a, a whale skeleton. Yeah. That, that yeah. To me, is just a great moment. I'm always like, oh, yeah. man, this movie... This movie plays with my heartstrings. I don't know. It's yeah. such a violent shit. Yeah. But it does have a clean <laughs> alien running through a whale skeleton. And, you know, I mean, you can't get much better than that.
2: Um, no. I, no. I did enjoy, even though it was very kind of, um, it could have been done better, I guess, because actually seeing it on the screen, and I still don't get sick of seeing that one on one alien predator fight was dope as hell. But that's, we could maybe do an alien vs. predator thing, but there's a whole other.
0: I, I oh, would yeah. totally go along that, I'll, I'll be on that episode, as long as I get to talk mostly about the alien the queen alien running through the whale skeleton. Because like, <laughs> yeah. to me that's <laughs> a crowning achievement. In, that's what we'll subtitle of the episode. <laughs> With yeah, the Queen just... running through a whale skeleton. I fucking love that moment. <laughs> it's so cool. We'll, well just anyway. keep re looping really awesome.
3: that scene. Yeah. Over just, and over my, again. my life is just a
0: gif <laughs> of that over and over again. I, I literally have that saved to my phone so I can watch it when I get sad. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> little little window into my life. So, for me, something that I don't like about it, uh, I, I, I will I will I'll, I'll, I'll make this two things because one of them is really short. One is to me this incredible overuse of ADR. So, ADR for people who mm-hmm. don't know that necessarily, it's a, it's when you punch in audio, um, you know, after you film something because uh, you know you want to get a clearer signal or something. So, people go into a booth, the actors will go into a booth, and they will watch the film of themselves talking, and then they will. Um, you know, speaking to a microphone. And the famous example of this, that kind of went viral last year was Hugh Jackman um, doing the Logan ADR and getting really into it and doing this incredible job, you know, and like, um, mm-hmm. it's just a really, if anybody hasn't seen that, just watch it's a great clip. But most people, when they do ADR, it's uh, as somebody who has done this before, it, it's a little weird. Cause you kind of got, you gotta have to kind of like put yourself back in your body, but not be actually in it and trying to figure out like what your breathing was like in the moment and, uh, and, and I feel like um, there are significant moments, especially with Vress, or Vryce, or Vryce, I can never remember how to say his name, mm-hmm. where, he, uh, where his character, I think because a lot of the time he's in the bowels of something, like he's always like under pipes, so like mm-hmm. when, when they were on set they like didn't have usable audio so he had to do ADR, and because of that and also his accent... I feel like it just doesn't line up very well and it comes across kind of like weird. And, and to me, that's emblematic of a larger issue with audio on this movie, which is just, mm-hmm. as Clara said in the very beginning, it's a very shouty film. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it's filmed in a real place, even though it was, even though the Auriga is a largely practical set. Um, it's, it's, a very, it's just a very screechy, kind of shouty, weird sounding film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that from a sound mixing standpoint, it, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, the bigger mm. thing that I, I have a complaint with is uh, is exactly what I, I think literally every single one of us has talked about, which is the one-liners in the script. And I, and I feel like I was set up from a pretty young age to not like Joss Whedon um, mm. because of this movie. But but I was always being told how brilliant he is and what a genius he is and how yep. empowering he is of women and all these things. And I was like always trying to get on board with it and trying to be like, oh, maybe Resurrection – like, the, the, the moments that I thought were dumb, even as a kid. Because even as a kid, when I loved the movie, I thought the script was dumb as a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. even then, I was like, I, I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, everybody would be like, oh, Serenity is the greatest movie I ever <laughs> seen! <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't, okay, I'll watch it, I'm bored, you know. Firefly changed my life! I'm like, whatever. <laughs> um, and I've never gotten a- And then when The Avengers came out, I-, I was like, oh my god, it's like watching fucking Resurrection again. But now there's no aliens in it, so I don't even care anymore. You know, that's uh, my plan.
2: Attack. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> so oh. I don't get. I don't get it, and I also don't think he's a particularly empowering uh, male screenwriter for women. I, I don't. I don't like understand. I think he wrote some really powerful female characters, and you know, I've had long conversations, long conversations with my sister and with other women about this, and you know, maybe I'm wrong about it, but to me, he doesn't seem like a particularly pro woman um, screenwriter, and I think that's evidenced by he is a, He
1: is from a woman's perspective he he's definitely got ideas of what feminism is or what women are and it's totally wrong
3: yeah <laughs> yeah Who wrote the in my, my professional ship. opinion <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's funny because like I, I really loved uh firefly i really loved serenity firefly I loved was good the dollhouse buffy uh, <laughs> you know i i'm a really big, big fan of his work but in general he is a shitty human being and he writes writes really shit scripts he can't he's a yeah. kind of
3: like a one-trick pony yeah
2: yeah when it works it works when it doesn't uh... yeah his, his earlier stuff was good like i had a bunch of friends who got me into it but then it got older like you guys are saying and more aware i'm just like like you said firefly was good His, um you know his buffy stuff was good though i thought the angel stuff was a, a little better but you know um everyone obsessed over that um that musical doctor thing he did with Neil Patrick Harris everyone loved, which I didn't really get the but in terms of sci-fi andor, Har, he just he's not that guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Not that I guy. I mean I did I did like uh...
2: and waste the ammo.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did like he did uh I don't know if you guys have seen Cabin in the Woods, but that was uh
2: That's good, yes. I apologize. Yes, that was
3: I uh, like yeah. that. So uh I mean he I think he's he's got some talent. Um but uh it just I just didn't think it worked for resurrection. What really kinda irked me even more was how dismissive he was um of his not only of resurrection but just of his own um you know him taking on you know taking on any of the blame for it. You know, he yeah. he's very dismissive about oh, they got the yeah, I mean, they didn't really change the w- words, but they just didn't say it right, you know? I mean, they mo- yeah, they mostly got the script, you know, mine intact, but they just didn't do everything right. Or, you know, they didn't execute it right. And I was like, come on, man. I mean, like, you know, you got... The only thing they really changed was the, ed- uh, the ending um, from his script. And, but it was basically, it was his script, and they just it was not, it wasn't well written at all. So, um, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of this ego thing that kind of, that really bugged me, but, yeah. um, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah. So we did I mean, he, uh, I know he's gone on to great success. Like you said, Avengers and, um, you know, he's, he's done, a, done quite a bit, but, uh, to me, it was just, it was just, uh, resurrection was not his, his high point. It was just, uh, you know, it's everything that, was, that could, that's wrong about, you know, Whedon's writing kind of came yeah. to a head. So
0: it's genuinely cringeworthy. Like I was saying, you know, we, we just watched this a few weeks ago for the first time in a few years. And it, I was like embarrassed about it, you know, because I, I mm-hmm. had told Micah, you know, because Micah hadn't remembered seeing it. I was like, no, like it's not that bad. Like there's some stuff in it that's like, you know, like some of the writing's really good. There's like some, and, and I was like watching it. And I was like literally like putting my head down, like oh my god, ooh, these <laughs> lines are so stupid, um and so non alien. You know, I just I just I felt like it was it was such a strange experience rewatching it again. Um yeah
1: yeah a lot, a lot of secondhand embarrassment when you watch it. It's kind of it's yeah kind of, you know I, you get embarrassed for the whole franchise. Like this yeah this was coming after so many years, Alien Three happened, and I love Alien Three. And, and to have this movie come out after it it was supposed to reboot the franchise and
3: yeah
1: it, it buried yeah. it it was yep. yeah yep. which is which is disappointing uh, me as a, a really big alien fan and i know a lot of a uh, casual movie goers enjoyed the movie some even more so than alien 3 because alien 3 was very you know a bit of a, a downer movie but it's mm. effective in that and this is supposed to be a light-hearted, comedic entry to kind of like lighten up the franchise a bit, and it works for people who who weren't really big fans of the franchise. Um, they kind of like, you know, Alien, Aliens, and then they like Resurrection, but they said like Alien Three, which is kind of funny because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, in in the fan groups, you know, this movie is just u- universally hated
0: by a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, There's always that one person who's like, "Oh, it's my favorite alien film." It's my yeah, fav- I like, like, I like, A- I Resurrection, really and the then movie. I like A V P Requiem. Everything else is secondary. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> like, how many drugs have you sniffed since this
1: conversation started, Susan? But the... there's there's some really good legitimate fans out there who love the newborn, and yeah. Uh... <laughs> I can't say much about it because I, I feel a bit biased. I thought the newborn was really cute. I thought it was adorable.
0: <laughs> it is kind of cute. I just want to cuddle like it. Bambi eyes. Yeah, it's, it's kind
1: of, but you know that thing would be fucking slimy as shit. Like, it looks, uh, it looks all like All the aliens out. were slimy. What was going on with that? They got a bit too happy with the KY
2: Jelly. I know! It? Yeah. I was
1: going to say I
2: doll for every time I heard that. The- <laughs>
0: No, that was my next point. Was the fucking KY jelly is out of control in this movie? Like yeah. it is soaking. I'm like,
1: like they were they were pretty drooly in Alien Three though, so it, it's understandable that they were drooly, uh, but they know. weren't like perspiring buckets full of KY. Oh stories. yeah. I mean, like, like you know, like
0: the shot in the trailer where where uh, it's actually uh, it's Tom Woodruff Jr. where where his like lead alien. Who has just like murdered the aliens? They can get out, and it's like, it's like his head, and there's so much liquid coming off of it. I'm like, where is it coming from? Like what? Like there? It's a fucking. It's it's a carapace. Like there's not that many pores on this thing for that to be coming through. It makes
1: sense for the newborn to come out like that, but for all the other aliens that already had like more than a week, especially in a a clean uh, containment (laughs) facility, it should not have had that much on there.
0: I know. No,
3: like,
2: yeah. What is going Someone on should with that p- shit? One of those, um, one of those xenomorphs you know, with like the browser's logo under it or something.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Somebody. Yeah, I'm really that. surprised that there wasn't some sort of official sponsorship by KY <laughs> <laughs> Jelly. So yeah. imagine something please. popping up in
0: the bottom part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like that the newborn. It looks like somebody This is the made best episode like, ever. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like new, the newborn is like it's like somebody got like a bag, and then filled it with lasagna. And then, like, <laughs> tied it off and then put, like, a Furby face on it and then had it sucked through a hole into space. That To, to me, that's what oh, it's yeah. like. It's, like, it's this, like, lumpy, like, kind of gross-looking... The thing is, is that, like, the reason why we are all, and I know I can speak for all of us because we have all talked about this, while well, we all love the Xenomorph so much is that there is nothing repulsive about it um, enough to overcome the beauty of it like it is such right. a beautiful organism it's so beautiful and also really repulsive but in a way that makes it somehow more beautiful the newborn is just like an ugly cute thing yeah. it, it just it to me it it just doesn't have the power you know but if they had had the original the the concept art or you know and also the the, the maquette that ADI had if they'd been able to do that where it had like a vagina on its stomach and there was like a penis coming out of it and there was like all this yeah. shit going on with its bambi legs backwards and like like that could have worked because like it would haunt your dreams but to me the newborn as we got it like i i, I a it doesn't look like an actual organism at all to me cause, because because it, it looks like something that it looks like a pile of latex that you could just push over yeah with yeah. very clear animatronic like the, the over animatronicization of its face which is totally mm-hmm. not word but we're gonna go that. Like, it's, like, so over-articulated that it just looks like a toy. Like I said, it looks like a Furby. It's like, you know, like, the eyes go yeah. up all the way and come back down. And it's not – I don't think it's anything against ADI because, like, they're, you know, incredible craftsmen. But I just feel like the the way it was realized is just – it's just – it's like they were trying to overcompensate for having eyes finally to work with as an expressive gesture yeah. with, the, with this, like, proto-xenomorphic morphology. And because of that, they, like, really overdid it to be like, it's a human, look at it, it's really a person, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like, look, it's, like, crying, like, it (laughs) looks like porky pig, motherfucker.
1: It's interesting that you bring that up with the eyes, because I I know, uh, uh, I think Studio Eddie did another model of um, the newborn, uh, just as a collector's model, and its eyes are not as exaggerated. So I think it may have been Janae's idea to have Mm. the eyes. Because uh, there's a lot of play with light. You you look at Cole and you look at Ripley, and they're the only ones that have reflection in their eyes to indicate a soul. It wow. seems like all of the humans in the movie are completely soulless. They do all of these horrible things. You know, they, they sell uh, frozen cryopods and and traffic people. You know, they're cloning. They're putting um, Ripley's one till till seven in suffering and putting them in, like, experimental pods. This is supposed to be a display of how disgusting and awful humans have become since our introduction to them uh, in the franchise, whether you, you pick it from Alien or you pick it from, you know, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense that uh, humans being a disgusting creature, then creating another disgusting creature, even more disgusting uh, visually, is kind of like the personification of that. So you get that yeah. through the newborn, you get that through the queen, you get that through the slimy uh, uh, aliens. Even though they looked less slimy in the water, which I think I think that would have worked better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they the, just but get I the think bar.
0: the water was just their slime just accumulating like it was yeah. just, there was no flooding. It was just they were dripping so much shit. That they just swam in it by the end of the movie. You know, it's funny. It's almost like in the human centipede, how like like you know, like how like, the first member of the human centipede like eats food and then like poops into the second one, which like eats poop Ugh. and then poops into the third one. It's sort of like the newborn. I've actually the...
1: avoided that movie.
2: Yeah, I, oh, I, I, I did too.
0: Spo- spoiler I did. alert. Well, it's it's sort of like the, new, the newborn is the poop coming out of the third person in the human centipede. Oh, man. It's like, it's like the super <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe you're right about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I gotta say, it's amazing, for something that's so visually similar, the design of the maquette is just light years ahead of the design of the finished product, in my opinion, in Resurrection mm-hmm. of the reborn. Like, if they had gone with that, I would have loved it. And I think the same thing can be said, although not to anywhere near as severe a degree, um, about the Neomorph and Covenant. Like, I think that the concept art for it, you know, when it was more of the Beluga design... Was, uh, was like a really memorable thing. Um, and I think that the way that we ended up getting it, although it's still an awesome creature, uh, is just not, doesn't have the same kind of charisma. And I feel like sometimes, you know, they make these production decisions um, and, you know, they, they, they go for a certain thing and it doesn't work. But it does, it does, Clara, I agree with you. It seems like Jean-Pierre Genet was like, you know what, get rid of the giant stomach vagina and use that silicone to just make its eyes look like a fucking Disney movie. like just like reuse that recycle reuse replace it
1: it, it kind of it takes all of your attention away when you're looking at its crotch basically when you start concentrating on its eyes you realize that there is some some shred of humanity in there somewhere because it's a it's a hybridization between a human and a xenomorph given birth to by a xenomorph so yeah it's it's pretty fucked up it's supposed to be repulsive and, and i think it's effective in that way
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I guess
3: Janae said, like, you know, um, about the newborn having male and female genitalia. It's like even for a Frenchman, that was too much. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, um, oh no, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's
0: too many vagina Yeah, I'm assuming but, that's uh, what he sounds like.
3: Yeah, yeah. I and I, and it's, the, it's
0: a pretty beautiful movie, though, in some ways. Hmm. Ryan, what were we gonna yeah. say?
3: Um. Well, a couple things. I thought the 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 ending, the way the new newborn was killed, was a little bit like over the top. You know, it was just all the guts and stuff flying out of the, you know, um, through the you know <laughs> oh, suction. That was cool. Oh, you like that? <laughs> see, that CG
0: awesome. to me, that CG has not held up well.
3: Yeah, it just looked like you know, like. They were pushing, like, rubber... <laughs> rubber Fucking guts
0: out. Fucking lasagna in a bucket. It wasn't,
1: yeah. it wasn't CG, though. It was all practical. I watched the behind-the-scenes the other day. On the outside It of was the a combination window? of the two. Oh, on the, no. on the outside, no. of course.
0: No, that, yeah, no that's a CG. That no, CG. the interior looks was... great. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. The exterior. Like, the little ribbons of lasagna that are coming out of it. I just think it just looks <laughs> <like> so delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> um... But I did, I thought the scene um, with the queen and you know, with the womb and it's screaming and pain and like all that, that was pretty intense. Like I was really getting amped up for like what was going to come out and then some newborn just you know, <laughs> you know like it's just uh, I don't know, It it's just so much in it that I just saw it was kind of just ridiculous and yeah. But
1: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like 30 pages of notes on resurrection. Um a combination between my own research and and like the sort of uh tidbits that mother spits out when you're watching it if you've watched it in mother mode before. The mother mode. And it's yeah, it's really interesting. Like that there were a lot of uh after effects that they added with the filming like so to make the reflections and light seem brighter they added silver to the film so it's really i don't know there's there's a lot of skill that went into this movie and a lot of it can't be appreciated because of the way it turned out which is unfortunate
0: yeah. you mean you mean actual silver was added to the film stock yeah wow
1: I'm trying hmm. to find, because uh, it's somewhere in my notes, I'm trying to find what the <laughs> what the, um, the official wording uh, or, or um, method of it is called.
0: Well, while you're looking for it, uh, I, I, something else we can appreciate in the meantime is uh, Dan Hedaya as Perez. Uh, and he has probably the hairiest back I think any yeah. human has literally <laughs> ever had. Oh, my God. I remember being a yeah. kid and being like, please do don't grow up to look like that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and then the scene where
3: he pulls, he gets,
0: pulls when part of his brain up? out. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah.
3: feels <laughs> his oh. part of his brain out, looks at it, like, uh? he's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. It's, <laughs> no, it's, but... Literally
0: goes cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's some great character actors in this. Like, there's some, some actors you don't see in very many things in this movie. It, yeah. You know, if they had had, I think, more solid material to work with, I think it really, it could have been a classic. I think. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you find that silver process?
1: Yes, I have. Um, I just can't read my writing. <laughs> 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 I was like writing really, really, really fast, um, but I will. i I'll sure.
0: Like, the bagel flew a kite on Tuesday? What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fuck guys, I just... Oh my god. It's so embarrassing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? We, we have many episodes coming up in this series where we're going to get into that kind of stuff, so we don't, we don't even have to...
1: Uh, I will that. highlight it, yeah. Yeah, yeah highlight, highlight it and, it. Come and
0: back send to it. it to NASA and have them do a code break <laughs> on it. <laughs> See if they can figure it out, because yeah. I would not be Jean-Pierre Genet is an amazing director who has done, you know, other than Amelie, Velcatessa, a lot of really great films. So mm-hmm. I have no doubt that an amazing amount of, of technical and cinematographic skill went, went into this thing. And I think that's part of why it holds up in some ways. I think that's why we can still watch it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to uh, speak for Jamie, but um, he watched it again recently, and he was live texting Ryan and I during it, and I think you guys on the Facebook thread, too, actually. And uh, and it was just the funniest, uh, his, like, devolution, like, he was really, he was like, you know what, like, I'm going to have an open mind. I'm going to go into this thing, I'm going to watch it. Like, maybe I've been wrong, you know, I could be wrong. And and he's, like, watching it, and within, like, th- he, like, sends a screenshot of, like, the opening credits. And then, like, one minute later, he's like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Oh, my God. And then, like, two, <laughs> in like 20 minutes later, he's like, I think I'm drinking too much. This is just the yeah, worst movie yeah, I've right. ever seen. And then it's just, like, and then it's just, like, just nothing. He's just, like, gone. Yeah. Um. You know, it hasn't held up that well in a lot of ways. And I, I, I think... I think it's worth investigating why that is and and I think um you know as we go forward with this little mini series, let's all try to think of you know reasons why that could be um like i said we're we're trying to get John Frizzell in here to talk about the music, which again I think is mm-hmm. is really quite good um and I think we have some other interviews that we are currently chasing down uh I think it would be great to get some of the personnel involved in this thing to come on and to talk about this movie because uh we don't want to let it kind of fade into obscurity. It's an e- mm-hmm. it's easy to do that when you have outliers in franchises. It's easy to be like, ah, it was a product of its time, you know? That's a nineties right. movie. It was, it was its own thing, you know? Um, but it's not because mm-hmm. it's our thing. It fits into our mm-hmm. saga, right? And I think as fans, it's our responsibility to re-engage it, even if it's difficult and even if it's confusing and even if we don't know how we feel about it it's important to talk about it and to investigate it and to learn about it because it makes us better fans and it makes our fandom more fleshed out so that's kind of the purpose of this series and along the way i personally really hope that we all find more things about it to appreciate because i think it's better to and to appreciate the good in something than to just write it off as a uniformly bad thing because i think we can all agree that the, that it's not a uniformly bad document um Anyway, I think I think we can end it there. If anybody else has anything to uh, to add to that before we head out.
2: Yeah, I'm good. Oh,
3: I, think we, uh, I, think we I think we covered a lot. Covered, yeah. Yeah, I did want to add. I think uh, when Jamie interviewed uh, Alec Gillis and Tom Woodruff Jr. They, uh, it's Alec uh, and Tom. Re- All right. Oh, sorry, right. It's first, uh, uh, a- an- tight. Is it A&T or T? A A&T. It's A&T Bone. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh they said they really enjoyed working on um Resurrection. Um from what I remember in the interview, is actually um you know, they I think I think um I think you know, people that made the movie really enjoyed it. Uh, as far as I know, you know, there wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Alien Three. I mean this this one compared to Alien Three went, you know, very smoothly. Um but I guess uh yeah, it just didn't uh unfortunately just didn't didn't pan out to to a great film i i don't think so but i i am glad we're really we're talking about and exploring it more um because i think of of the four of the original you know canon it's the one that's obviously um dismissed the most and not you know and least talked about and i think uh i think you know like you said deserves to be um at least brought up and and critiqued and examined a bit more i think so you could even yeah. say
0: Resurrected. <laughs> or as Michael Wincott <laughs> would say, <laughs> resurrected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll let we'll, we'll it there. Have a great night, guys. All right. Have a good night.
3: Good night. Thanks. Thanks.
0: For more on this and our other projects, please visit www.perfectorganism.com If you'd like to join the conversation find us on our closed Facebook group Building Better Worlds To support the show please consider visiting www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support We've got some great perks available And as always please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing the show We can't tell you how much your support means to us, but we can hopefully show you by continuing to provide better, more ambitious, and more dynamic content for years to come.